dollars and dollars. Yes, it's dollars and dollars, Charles. Uh, this is H. Um, we are back. Miss M, how's it going? Uh, another great week. We are back in the saddle doing workshops and uh, going into, I think, week three at my school. Yeah. yeah. I saw you had some workshops that you posted recently. You got yeah. some new dates. Yeah, for September. So for uh, those parents who said that their students weren't able to um, participate in any of our summer boot camps. We've opened up a few additional dates. Um, we have posted that on our um, social media pages um, the last three Sundays, I believe, in September. Oh, that's good. Yep. And they're virtual. Yeah. So um, no in-person uh, right now. And we are going to move forward after that and. Move on to start preparing for the scholarship fairs. Yeah, so um, those boot camps were very successful this summer. Mm -hmm. And so there's a lot of talk about having on the weekend. So now you know you got a Sunday. um, Sunday afternoon. Sunday afternoon. Mm -hmm. And then you can do that. You know, parents stick around. Parents have been in the background of all of them, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. But listening. (laughs) But it's definitely for the students. Correct. (laughs) Yeah, I do. (laughs) That's funny you said that. Because I do have some parents kind of looming in the background and, Taking some notes, and that's fine. Um, but the whole purpose is for us to um, talk directly to the students. Right. Yeah. I find myself when I'm working with parents, I get parents that reach out when we're talking about college admissions stuff, mm-hmm. and the child has no idea that we've met. Right. And so that's why I've kind of gone to working in groups and mm-hmm. doing more virtual things because um, individually, a lot of times parents want to set up a meeting. Right. Or they want to talk, and then when they the kid you know, meets me, they're like, well, who are you? Mm-hmm. So the conversation, again, hasn't been had, right. what we're trying to do. So um, it's important, again, as we talk about every week, have conversations with your children. Yes. While they are on the journey, mm-hmm. you are kind of guiding them, helping them along the way, but it's still their journey. Yes. And, and, and depending on, you know, public, private, homeschool, charter school students, depending on what your um, organization is offering. Um, a lot of us are gearing up in the schools for um, senior night. Right. Um, fast for night. Some people have scholarship night, financial aid night. Depends Absolutely. on what they're calling it. Um, parents, that is another opportunity for you to get additional information yep. um, from your school, from your counselors. Find out what their calendar is looking at like for the school year. Um, to help your seniors as yep. well. We at my high school, we had our first parents, se- parents and senior deal um, the other morning, and mm-hmm. it was pretty successful. I was very happy to see parents coming in um, on the front end as opposed to jumping in on the back end. So, right. you guys, when you're listening to the show, and you know your children know you're listening to something in the car, have them listen to. But then think about what we're saying in terms of having those conversations because it was really great to see. Moms and dads, or grandmas and granddads, um, cousins, aunts, uncles at our event, and I think it's starting to be clear that you got to get in this on the front end of it instead of on the back when you start to get the bills, right? Because that's when we have usually the most turnout. Now, when we got a bill, everyone's you know panicking, but mm-hmm. get in, get in there on the front end, and we can make sure um, you know that we're moving in the right direction. Yes, um, and our senior night again, we. Not only talk about the students who are going to a four-year school or two-year school, um, we have the military come in. We have um, clubs and organizations come in to talk um, to students about um, their organizations and community organizations uh, will participate as well. So parents, please, please 
uh, start looking at how your school, again, will put out that information, whether it's, you know, we do social media, we do remind at our school. We make morning and afternoon announcements. I don't know if that works. Uh, anymore because a lot of our students are like, oh, I don't hear that. I didn't hear, you know, so we try to utilize other Well, at least it's not just my school where they don't hear the announcement. I don't know what's happening. I thought it was just my school because. (laughs) (laughs) No, every place they can't hear the announcements. um, But definitely check that out. And if you're in South Carolina, the school counselors should be cranking up their IGPs as well. Mm -hmm. Um, That's the individualized graduation plan. So when you see those little meetings that you're invited to, whether that be virtually or on the phone, like I tell parents, I know you're at work, you know, because I have to do them when I'm at work. Mm-hmm. So it's I understand that, you know, you're at work and you may not, you may feel like it's such an inconvenience to go and I get that, but at least listen in. Sometimes if you're just on the phone, that can help to Correct. determine the direction of the meeting. So if you can step out and, you know, we can call you on speakerphone and if your counselors at your school don't offer that option right away, you know, just ask, can you call in and mm-hmm. just listen into the meeting? Um, just so you know what's going on, know what your child's being told, know what the child is telling their counselor. Um, I have so many students right now saying they're going to a four-year college and I'm having some tough conversations. Mm-hmm. I have so many students. Um, I had three actually in one week tell me they wanted to play sports at the next level. Mm-hmm. But they weren't even scheduled for like a fourth science or a fourth um, or that second year of a foreign language. And that was just because... You know, last year at IGPs, they were saying that they were, you know, going to the military or going to do right. whatever. Right. So make sure that those conversations are being had. Um, and the best thing you can do is be a part of that. Yes. Um, and that, and again, that does make a difference. I've had um, students to change their mind pretty much every year. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Perfect example. I have a student that went through um, the first year um, for the cosmetology program. We have her enrolled in in the second half uh, this year, and she decided, "Mm, I'm dating this guy now, so I think I want to go to college. So, (laughs) you know, mom is having a panic attack, and I'm like, okay, calm down. You know, we can can adjust. Um, But, again, um, have that conversation early. I do love the fact that she did communicate with me now versus second semester uh, when we were trying to uh, change her schedule. But, again, parents, that – um, no matter where you are, if you're in South Carolina or any other state, um, they may not call it an IGP, but uh, make sure that you are communicating with your school counselor. If your school has a scholarship coordinator, or college coordinator, they may be called different things right. um, at your school. But right. please communicate um, on behalf of your child and make sure, if possible, your child is in the room at the time or on the phone. Uh, yeah, how participating. Do it? Participating. Participating. That- it does change things. I had a student right after our meeting on Wednesday came in the counseling office and she said, you know, she, the whole time she said she wanted to do radiology. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, you know, she goes to our little smart for seniors thing. She comes out and she's like, I deserve to have a college experience. <laughs> and <I> said, <laughs> what? And she said, well, I, you know, I really want to do radiology, but I was thinking I would go to college for the first year mm-hmm. to see if I like it. Oh. And so I just said, you know, that's a very, very, very expensive uh, journey right. to see if you like something. So I'm saying that and I'm sharing her story because, you know, that's happening everywhere across the country. We got students who are want to have an experience, but it's not lining up with what they actually have to do. Right. Get that a lot with radiology, uh, dental, hy- dental hygiene. Yes. And what's happening because colleges are recognizing that, mm-hmm. they are recognizing that this is a great opportunity to put them in a four-year degree program. And it does not change what's offered at the 
community college or technical yes. school. That's still offered as a two-year degree. But I, now I've seen a radiology bachelor's degrees, and I've seen dental hygiene as a bachelor's degree. I was shocked, but I couldn't believe it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> one of our students told me that last year, and and we did some research, and yes, there are some colleges that are offering, and they will allow you to stay on campus do. and do those things mm-hmm. for a four-year degree. Um, and I'm not here to tell you that that they're wrong, right? But we talk about here on the show all the time, uh, particular particularly when talking about the dollars part. That you know, schools are businesses, mm-hmm. and so you know, you got a market of children who want to go to do dental hygiene, but they want to live on campus and they want the meal plan, they want the parties. Well, we just create something for them to do there. Right. When they leave, I'm not sure. I guess I'd have to look at the adjustment or the spread of the cost. But without experience, I don't know how much different a bachelor's versus an associate's or certification in radiology would look, right, in terms of what you're being paid. So make sure you do all that research. Talk to your counselors. Um, you can reach out, you know, to us, as we say, you know, payscholarshipacademy at gmail.com, mm-hmm. you know, um, and on our Facebook pages where we answer a lot of questions. But, you know, just think about your investment mm-hmm. when it comes to those things, too. Yeah. Um, and having a conversation about, I'm, I'm going through this now. I think Jordan has changed her mind um, several times. I know she's interested in environmental stuff. So environmental engineering or environmental studies, environmental science, but trying to get her to narrow down because again, as we're filling out um, those college applications, they're right. asking um, some of those questions, but even further, there are some colleges that she may be interested in that doesn't have that. Right. You know, so again, you, you know, you, you have to have that conversation. I'm putting a lot of this on her. You know, if you're interested in this school, do the research. Are they offering something similar? You right. Know, what would what, you major in? What, what you That's a huge mm-hmm. question too. Cause I think some people think that, Oh, I, they don't have it at this particular school, but they may have something else that, you know, might encompass it. They may mm-hmm. have something that may be a little bit more detailed. Right. Um, I talked to somebody who wanted to do um, architecture and I have a student, and so, you know, but the school she's interested in, in the state of South Carolina, they don't really have, they have, you know, I think Clemson has, like, art and architecture now, mm-hmm. but she's more, and she's like, well, I thought I needed to major in civil engineering. Mm-hmm. Right. I was like, well, sort of. Yeah. But when you apply to other schools, you may have an option to apply for something that you are more interested in. Right. And so through academic common market and those things, you can look at the majors that are offered outside of the state, mm-hmm. a- academic common Common market has where, you know, if you're not offered, if you, the major that you're interested in, I think about this when you mentioned Jordan and mm-hmm. some of this environmental stuff, mm-hmm. the major that you're interested in may not be offered in the state of South Carolina, then you could receive um, a reciprocal in-state tuition for that other right. college. And so, um, like, with the University of Georgia has the um, VET program, you right. can't do it through – um, your freshman and sophomore year, but the junior year when you're actually applying into some of those programs that are more specific in the vet schools, um, then you can do academic common market and then get into some of these schools at in-state tuition. Um, for example, I went to Tennessee. We talked about architecture. This particular student's interested in applying there. She can use academic common market. Um, they have a major called interior architecture um, okay. that she can go to apply there. And then if she gets into the, to UT, she could get in-state tuition all four years, all five years, doing interior architecture versus civil engineering right. or um, architecture as an art degree at one of the schools in the state. Um, 
So they're just different things. So you can mm-hmm. you may major in healthcare administration at one school, and that may be public health until you get to another step, or exactly. that may be exactly um, yeah. something else until you get to your um, further into your major. But it may look different at every school. So those of you who are filling out the Common App, mm-hmm. I had some students I worked with yesterday. Um, thank thanks, Miss Milbauer, <laughs> that. Um, you know, when you're talking about your major, you can have a list of 10, 15 schools on the Common App, mm-hmm. but all of them may not have a specific major in right. marine biology, right? So maybe two of 15 have actual marine biology, but then there are some environmental science or animal science programs mm-hmm. that have a concentration mm-hmm. in marine science or uh, marine biology. Yeah. Um, you have to do some digging in the research. You do. Like, like you were you talking to Jordan uh, about. And uh, when you're digging more into each um, specific college on Common App, They'll start asking you right. questions. So if you go on that my that my college whatever um, section, then there's a section where each college has their own right you know specific set of questions. And one of them, you know, your major, you know, what's your intended major or a second choice. Um, there are some schools I know, like Clemson, uh, you know, some of those popular majors you may get denied from. That's right. From getting accepted to the school because they don't have room. You know, yep. in that particular college um, for additional students. Yeah, people try to play the major game, yes. with, particularly with places like Clemson, they'll give you the one and the two. Yes. And so one of the common questions I get for students applying is, what should I major in mm-hmm. if I want to go to Clemson? And, you know, I don't want you to go too far from what you want to do. Mm-hmm. But I think it's important for you to think about, um, all right, so what major has a smaller number of people? What major would you assume they're trying to grow? Um, there's a lot of biology, there's a lot of psychology, um, a lot of people, a lot of engineering, so you need to be mm competitive. Yes. So if you're not competitive in, you know, say engineering, so Mm -hmm. you know you want to go to Clemson and you know that every engineer you know goes to Clemson, that means that you're going to have to do some work on the front end, which means your grades and your test scores to be able to get into that program. But your one and two yeah. might, um, I mean, if you think about, oh, there's, I don't know a lot of geology majors, right. <laughs> you know, or I don't know a lot of education majors at Clemson in the education program. Um, they were trying to build up. They just added teaching fellows maybe two years ago. Mm-hmm. And right. so, you know that you could major in education at Clemson. You, your profile may not have to be as strong. I don't know. I'm not saying choose education, but I'm saying get in. Know, get in. Someone, <laughs> someone shared that tip with me before Get in, yeah, and then you can always, you know, sometimes change that's your right. major. <laughs> um, and so, I mean, that's what the show's about. We're here yep. to tell you the inside scoop. Yep. And um, if you, I mean, if you're looking to try to play that game at some of these schools, um, you need to get in, yes, right. And lastly, I'll say this though about majors: we get a lot of students that want to do nursing. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and I'm using nursing as an example, but you have to get through. It's not like pre med, right? So pre med, you have to take the prerequisites, but you're you're choosing a major in something: biology, biochemistry whatever and then a lot of schools you still can major in whatever you'd like and then have you know a concentration in pre-medicine so you're taking those prerequisites to be able to prepare for medical school Mm -hmm. but a lot of people think that you know you're pre-med and then after you get done with that then you become a doctor and that's not how that works so not at all (laughs) whatever your major is that's your major yes you could you have taken the pre the pre-medicine requisites and then you know not go to med school and then all you have is a major not all you have but you have a major Mm -hmm. in biology or psychology um i talked to a student who's currently a teacher now she majored in psychology and said a lot of people at clemson are majoring in psychology to be able to take the easier courses and still get that pre-med concentration well the problem with that is if you don't go straight to medical school 
if you haven't scored substantially high on the MCAT or you haven't taken all those classes, then you're going to be potentially teaching and those things. And, that, and that's just what happens when you major in biology. That's and then, you know, you don't know that's the deal um, about some of that stuff. And so you, you end up in a situation. So nothing's wrong with that, but mm-hmm. just be prepared. If you major in biology, there's about two things that you could do outside of continuing school. Mm-hmm. Um, get work in a lab. Yeah. Um, could teach. Yeah. Or go back to school. Um, there was a program that my oldest daughter participated in when she, at one point when she thought she wanted to um, do PT. So in high school, um, I'm not sure if other states have it, but it's called AHEC, Allied Health Education and Careers. Yeah, I'm, yeah I heard of that. And they at that time did a great job exposing high school students to all different areas of the healthcare system. Right. And um, it was just a great exposure because I know they took one trip to MUSC and she just came back and told me, you know, there were a lot of doctors that we met that had undergrads in foreign language. They have them in education, um, you know, physical therapy. Right. Uh, some of them were um, PE, physical education, I'm sorry, majors um, as well. I was like, really? Physical education? And again, that's what my sister ended up doing. Right. She backdoored her way into the PT program. <laughs> so it's, it's different things that, you know, students can. Because it's about the prerequisites. It's all about the prerequisites. And right. I learned that. Um, and again, parents, you know, some of your students can get exposed to that by, again, participating in some of these programs while in, element. I mean, middle school and high school yeah. as well. Um. And I'll say that before we continue on, like to finish, you know, that experience really matters. So we mm-hmm. get a lot of students that go into college, talked about pre-med, but let's move over to nursing. Mm-hmm. They go into nursing um, and the first two years of nursing, the nursing program is prerequisites at yes. most colleges. Mm-hmm. So this is for a bachelor of science in nursing. So there's other ways to become an RN um, without doing mm-hmm. a four-year degree. Okay. You can be a registered nurse and you can go to one of the two-year programs. But what we have is, you know, lots of everybody's, you know, we're going to college to be a nurse. That's great. Bachelor of Science in Nursing is going to, you're going to pay, get paid more, those things. But you choose to go to some of these larger schools. And each college has to have, they still have a set number a of set seats number. in their nursing program. Yes. So, you know, if you want to be a registered nurse, you still got to go through an actual registered nurse program. And that's typically not until that third year correct. of college. Okay, so you got a lot of nursing majors mm-hmm. at, at the university level. Mm-hmm. When I was at Tennessee, we let in a bunch of nurses. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you might come in with 1,600 mm-hmm. people in, um, you know, that are juniors and, or freshmen and sophomores majoring in nursing. You might have 500 people ready to try to get that seat, those seats. Yes. And at <laughs> UT at the time when I was working, we only had 112 seats. Correct. And that's in the, the nursing program that- junior year. They need to know that part. Yeah, yeah. so that's the part I'm saying. So, mm-hmm. it, so it doesn't matter, you know. You you are pre nursing basically at mm-hmm. most of these institutions that you're applying to, until you have crossed into your nursing program. Mm-hmm. What happens then? Well, you've taken nursing specific chemistry, nursing specific biology mm-hmm. courses, and anatomy courses, and science courses, and then you know we had students who hit that roadblock when it's time to go from sophomore to junior year. Mm-hmm. Where the GPA cutoff was a three point eight two five, right, right. So nobody lower than a three point eight two five at UT at that particular the, that my last year there got one of those one hundred twelve mm-hmm. seats. Mm-hmm. There was no exceptions, yes. and so we had students to transfer out to community college to finish the RN program. 
we have students to transfer to smaller institutions. And I'm sharing that because I know that that's what's happening also at some of our um, schools in our state. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember, again, when they did the Accepted Students Day, uh, when Chanel went to Francis Mary, and they said uh, to raise their hand, you know, if you're a nursing major. And I wish I tell this story all the time. And they told them, look to your left, look to your right, look behind you. (laughs) Yeah. And, and they said chances are some of these, um, some of your peers will end up changing their major. And I believe Francis Marion, if not every semester, every year, I'm pretty sure it was every semester, they were only taking 125. Right. And I want to say for the year. And um, they started off at a 4.0 to work your way down. So what I was trying to tell some of my students, if you make a D or a C, yes. That may be it. Just <laughs> right. from that one, you know what I mean? Just from, from that, that one, one class. class. Yeah. And so I think, um, like, with nursing, so I have one of my girlfriends, her daughter, is majoring in nursing, and opted to go to USC Upstate mm-hmm. as opposed to University of South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had some students to transfer over to USC Aiken after being at University of South Carolina that first year, not because they could not handle USC in Columbia, right. but because they really knew that they wanted a nursing seat. Right. And they had gotten a B or C. Not, you know, not bad, terrible grades right. for your freshman year. Um, and they knew that they would probably not get a seat in that nursing program at Carolina. So make sure that when we're looking at majors now, we have some options. Mm-hmm. The schools will give you, you know, you got your Clemson will give you like first second, first choice, second choice. Mm-hmm. Um, and then schools across the state. But if you know specifically, you know, all you want to do is be a nurse, um, look at other options as well just because your bachelor's of science in nursing mm-hmm. uh, you right. want if you want to get that in four years um you know there may be some opportunities to get that that may not be as okay. tedious or difficult yeah because it's the same bachelor of science in it nursing. Is. it is um and and you know we were just here to share this information not to yep say you can't do it uh, but again, just so you can be armed and aware. Yeah, that's basically so, it. I mm-hmm. think I'm really wanting to share that so you can be aware because yes. a lot of people don't know that. Then they meet with their advisors after the first semester mm-hmm. or after the first year, and then they find out, oh, goodness, well, there's not enough seats because we don't talk about that part. You know, no, it's we like, don't. oh, we're like, oh, you want to major in nursing, those kind of things. Um, that's great, but you got to challenge yourself. I recommend, you know, I had some students who are like, oh, well, do I have to take chemistry? Do I have to take anatomy? No, you don't have to take them to graduate, but if you're actively avoiding those classes as a high school student, right. you will not be able to avoid them You know, at the college level. It's just not going to happen, particularly if you're majoring in nursing. And it's, a lot of these schools have specific nursing curriculums that you have to get through. Those prereqs can even be more difficult in some cases than those students who are pre-med. So keep that in mind because your, you know, your seat mm-hmm. time is happening sophomore to junior year versus, you know, it's your colleagues and friends going pre-med that won't have to take those tests until right. the end, you know, senior year right. or senior year. Yeah. And uh, even with education, um, there are certain, that's right. you know, tests that you have to pass. Um, for access. That's yes. right. So <laughs> I have, here we go again, <laughs> you know, and I, I don't know. Mine's bearer of bad news today. This is good news. <laughs> I'm telling you in advance. Yes. That's um, why we're here. Test optional has, you know, it's not shot all of us in the foot, but mm-hmm. it's not helped some students because, um, in a lot of schools, if you get a certain test score, then you have exempted uh, the practice one. Mm-hmm. Um, but schools that didn't require a test score, that means you have to pass the practice one during your time there at school. Um, back in the day, some schools required you to pass the practice two before you could graduate and say you're going to be a teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, 
with the teacher shortage and those things, some of those rules have loosened. You got different ways to get into the teaching field. But, you know, there's something to be said for that. Praxis one, mm-hmm. you know, if you don't, if you haven't taken the ACT and you know you want to be a teacher, it's not a bad idea to go ahead and take this test, even if you can be admitted. Because you may find it easier to go ahead and take the ACT than to be stressed out trying to do Praxis one. I believe so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, while you're a student in undergrad, because that happens. Um, and a lot of schools won't let you progress into those education courses until you've gotten practice one out of the way. And and when I was, and this was years ago, I will say this, but I know um, our senior level courses, students could not um, get into the senior level courses <laughs> until they passed the, the second part um, of the practice. So a lot of students in their junior year, had to change their major. Yes. Yeah. And I've, I've, I've met some of those. Okay. They okay. ended up um, being like family com- consumer science yes, or something yes. like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. But yeah. you know, if you, you're trying to find a way to get mm-hmm. to where you're trying to get. Right. And so once you know that, once you're armed with the information, then we can do that. So mm-hmm. just think about that. Um, that's really catering and thinking about those seniors who are preparing and then the juniors. Um, but mm-hmm. I want you to share about some of the opportunities that, you know, that, Maybe Jordan has had. Oh, she's so, got some so again, awards. If you follow, right. So if you follow us again on, on social media, we share not only with, with Jordan, but um, a number of students, parents have chimed in. Um, College Board released their new list of national um, rec- recognition program awardees, I guess you would say. Um, and so just reading, you know, College Board has four recognition programs. It's the National African-American Recognition Program, the Hispanic Recognition Program, um, and there was one more. And I know the small town, small rural town program is also available. So, you know, it's not just for, um, you know, African-Americans or Hispanic. Um, some Several of my students from my high school, because we work, I work in a small rural town, um, have received this um, recognition as well. Now, I'm just going to be honest with you guys. As I always say, check behind your students. I found the invitation in Jordan's email. <laughs> so I was like, Jordan, you know, this was back in, I think, April or May. Like, Jordan, College Board sent you an invitation. Oh, I saw that. Um, I didn't know what it was. So and I'm like, nope, we're going to open it up, <laughs> you know. So I made her apply. Um, very easy questions. Yeah. Um, it was based off um, – for some students, either their 10th grade or their 11th grade PSAT. So, of course, 11th grade to qualify for um, the NMSQT National Merit yeah. um, I mean, scholarships. You have to take your PSAT again in 11th grade. So it was based off um, those scores, and um, there are certain categories. So the category they invited her to was because she's African-American, and so you have to go through this application process Parents, it was super easy. I think they may have asked eight or ten questions. Right. Your GPA, you know, what school, high school you attend, some some other things, and that was it. And then you just wait to hear for it, from it. So some students said, parents said they didn't know what they could do with that. Like, hey, my, my child was recognized. I'm first thinking, hey, we're going to put this on our success resume. Right. College Board is a national, you know, program, so I think it will stand out um, to scholarship organizations. But, again, those faithful followers on our um, social media pages, one parent said um, UAB um, offered her daughter $10,000. She's in the engineering program, um, and they recognized that award and 
I'm they nice. gave her ten thousand. I didn't I'll know that. It. So parents, I'm always learning as well. You know, I'm taking notes. Um, so again, that's the whole purpose of what we're doing. I learn every day. You know, something new. Right. I don't claim to. No, we both don't. Yeah, we, we don't. <laughs> yeah, we, we don't. Both don't claim to know everything about the scholarship journey, the college admissions journey. So, you know, when other parents have gone through an, an experience and share it, I love it. Yeah. We're going to share it with you too. Yeah. And so I think the the PSAT, mm-hmm. so those of you, your schools should be, you know, be usually beginning September. We've been yeah. we're back early. I have mm-hmm. y'all been in a tailspin <laughs> since August 1st, but we, uh, <laughs> We're, yeah, well, we're, my sign out she's not coming until after Labor Day, but I do know it's yeah, October it's gonna be 12th. after Labor Day, so it's, yeah. it's gonna be in um first second week of October, October twelfth. Yep, and um, so look out for that for juniors. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of schools. Um, I hear from parents say they don't push the PSAT for their mm-hmm. students, and that's because the National Merit Scholarship is very difficult to get. So I don't push every student to do mm-hmm. you know that PSAT in eleventh grade either. But talk to your counselor. Like I'm not always like, oh yeah, that's just great practice. Some students, you know, they need to actually practice on the ACT and the mm-hmm. SAT. So if you're taking it in 11th grade in the, in the fall, um, based on what I've seen from your PSAT in 10th grade, I might say, we can focus, we can do this one, but you also need to look right. at signing up for a ACT or SAT, yes. you know, in the junior year in the fall as well. So um, that sign-up sheet should be coming out in the next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And Check then, with your schools again, uh, find out how they put that information Absolutely. Out. And some schools, if you don't ask, they won't mm-hmm. tell you so, or you won't know because mm-hmm. the announcements, the students here and they don't want to take another test, right? So, Correct. <laughs> um, you know, they've been signing up for pre-ACT yes, right now. Pre-ACT. And so the kids are like, oh, I already took that. Mm-hmm. I got that too. I said, are you going to do PSAT? Oh, mm-hmm. I'm taking that next week. Well, no, you're taking the pre-ACT next right. week. And they have about had it with the test. Yes. So, yes. <laughs> so in order for you to get these opportunities, you kind of have to do these things. Um, I know 11th grade for our state, our kids are testing, yes. you know, a lot from work keys to, oh yeah, you know, U.S. history. They're doing, you know, PSAT, SAT, ACT. Um, so there are a lot of tests. Um, some of them even take the ASVAB right. um, in 11th grade. So, you know, sometimes they may not tell your parents. So it's just always great to have a backup plan. I do it. Um, they had their senior meeting um, the other day at Jordan School, and I'm asking her all of these questions. When are they going to do the Google Classroom? When are they going to set up? You know, did they tell you about Ed Op? She was like, no, they were just telling us about Jostens, you know, and, <laughs> and you know, what is uh, senior, you know, yeah, your senior supplies. supplies and stuff. So I'm like, oh, okay. You know, but, again, stay on top of, you know, that information on um, parents again. Just checking behind Jordan because I I keep her email on our desktop. Um, I can log in at any time. And I just happen to look in and I'm like, okay, I'm not going to fill it out for you. You're going to come home right. and, and fill that uh, information out as well. And so the other program was the, another question parents asked, was the ambassador program. And again, I keep talking about the Ron Brown, the their GPS program, their Guided Pathways um, scholarship program. And it's just a, a virtual opportunity for students across the country to um, come together and share information. Well, they shared it. Uh, and again, Jordan said, do you know what this is? And I looked at him I'm like, okay, well, we'll, we'll look into it. And it was a, again, another eight to 10 question application. Do you, you know, about being a school rep, right? You want, you know, encouraging your students at your school or in your district to apply for PSAT or SAT. So she has to come up with different creative ways 
Um, so she's going to do some flyers and some posters. But to me, you know, it's another great opportunity to get the word out about College Board opportunities, but um, also to add to her resume. That's right. <laughs> yeah, as well. And so we're building a success resume. So mm-hmm. there are several things that, you know, like Missy M said, that we find out about. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I found out the other day mm-hmm. that the girl that was on Dr. Field, the whole Catch Me Outside girl, mm-hmm. she's yeah. got a scholarship. Oh, okay. For trade school yeah. students. Okay. Specifically for trade school students. I was reading about it. We'll post it. I'll send it to Miss mm-hmm. M. But I was reading. I was thinking, there's so many little nooks and crannies mm-hmm. for things. Um, you know, people have money they're trying to get rid of in a variety of ways. And we do not tell them to keep it. At all. <laughs> so, please. <laughs> uh, you know, so I saw that. I saw that it was specifically, you know, that girls had a lot of different stuff go on. But um, I think it's like five, uh, it's like one to ten thousand dollars you can get for students who are just who are, mm-hmm. you know doing trade school certifications mm-hmm. uh, and associates degrees, and so there's some specific things out there. So a lot of times you hear us talking about, or you assume you know we're only talking about four year, but a lot of these organizations, yeah. right? You know, building your success resume is important for those two year degree programs as well. All the time, um, it shows time management and work experience and those things. And so if you want those jobs. If you're participating in internships, you want all those opportunities to be able to add to your success resume, which will then translate to an actual job resume. Yes. Um, at our school, we use Tallow. Different schools use different programs to help build resumes. Um, and then, again, go back to your school counseling mm-hmm. department to see how they are exactly. attacking that work-based, yeah. um, workforce-bound student applications and those things. Um, any new scholarships up? Yep. Um, I, again, if you follow us, we've. We post every day, uh, but <laughs> yes. I thought I, I would go back on our timeline <laughs> and recap on some of those scholarships that are uh, coming up. Um, again, I talk about the importance of joining clubs and organizations, you know, even as early as middle school, ninth, 10th, 11th grade. Uh, but one that I shared the other day was uh, FFA, so Future Farmers of America. They offer $2.2 million in scholarship. Wow. Uh, you do one scholarship application. I love those. Um, so you can apply for multiple scholarships um, just with that one um, particular um, application. Uh, also shared about the Hagen Scholarship, and they will give up to $48,000. That's huge. I um, mean, so if you're from specifically from small rural towns, right? they are um, targeting those students. They have a list of the schools um, by state um, that they will give that money to and of course Sumter's not on there uh, <laughs> and surprisingly enough my my school that I, I'm in the district I work in they're not on there and oh. I and of course being the great counselor that I am I did email them got questions they said, <laughs> got questions we didn't meet the categories for whatever reason so <laughs> anyway but I still put it out there right. for those who do um, and so for our listeners who have um, students who are between the ages of 14 to 18 um, Prudential Spirit of the Community has changed their name to Emerging Visionaries. Oh, okay. um, and so if you are big on community service, we we've talked about that before. Yeah. Uh, they are giving um, the opportunity for uh, those students between the ages of fourteen and eighteen to apply um, for their scholarship. I think they will open mid September, early October. Um, beginning, but again, we're all about preparation. Um, it's not always about what scholarship is currently open. Right. Right now. Um, but to prepare for um, some of those scholarships that are coming out. So. The essays and those things, the mm-hmm. prompts 
Mm-hmm. So if you know that it's going to have a general idea, we were we we're summarizing community service. You can already yeah. guess. Yes. One of the questions is going to be to ex- express, you know, explain, you know, your most impactful community service or something that was, you know, impactful to you Definitely. and share that experience. Yeah. And that's pretty much on every essay. And those are um, that are, you know, surrounding community service in mm-hmm. some capacity. Like, tell us about it. Tell us how you got started. Tell us why this has impacted you. Share that in the essay. And then those are the essays Mm-hmm. that we're talking about that can be used later mm-hmm. um, because, you know, that could be an experience that you've had that's changed your life. That could be tell us about you or something you've been involved with. There's several things that can go from that same essay. Um, so it's really important to yeah. to go ahead and start. Like before you get overwhelmed, I told students the other day in the meeting, you will get overwhelmed. You I already told you last week <laughs> I'm overwhelmed just with Common App, y'all. Just with Common App. There's with, a lot happening on yeah, Jordan's Common App. Yeah, because I, I, I let Jerry see him like, <laughs> oh, gosh, why is she applying to this school? Um, but it's interesting to see. And, and I think we've talked about this before. Um, parents, some of you, you know, they talk to their peers right. and they may hear never heard of this school before. I've heard of it, but I wouldn't never think she did. But, oh, this particular friend mentioned it. So I said, I'm, I'm going to apply too. and I do. <laughs> we find that all the time. Yeah. You know, students will apply. Um, definitely to some of your more popular schools, um, yep. even if it's not the right fit for them. Yes. Their peer group is applying. Right. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We had Rush. You know, Rush was happening with the, at the sororities, with the sororities in different parts of the state. And we had some students that want to transfer because they mm-hmm. didn't get the sorority they wanted. Oh. Well, that happens. Yeah. So if you're only going for social, so mm-hmm. tell yourself so for parents, you know, stay strong. Mm-hmm. Make them stay at school or. Now, you know, that's for college students, but those of us who are going, you know, juniors and seniors in high school, go to as many visits as you can because Mm -hmm. that can't be the only reason you went to school. Right, right. Well, it seems very important Mm -hmm. socially, right, when you first get there. That's such a small droplet Mm -hmm. of, you know, your overall college experience. So you want to make sure that you're there for the right reasons. You want to make sure they have the major you need. Mm -hmm. I've had students, um, in my experience, as an admissions officer, come to school. You know, we didn't have... PE certification at UT. And so we had students. So they want to be coaches. They want to do PE. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have a student that is over at Francis Marion. I don't think they have PE certification as in the the education department either. But he wanted to go there anyway. Okay. Well, that's fine. But you're going to have to figure out a way to be a PE teacher because it's not, you know, and so that's really important. That is important. You know, think about athletic training. Mm -hmm. You know, I have one of my clients um, that I'm working with. I'm not working with very many people privately. (laughs) That I'm working with privately because her mom asked like two years ago when I was doing that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, she wants to teach sports medicine. Okay. So I was explaining to her, you know, you don't just teach sports medicine. No. No. Something had to, you know, happen. So right. either you're a nurse and now you got specialization mm-hmm. in sports medicine. Mm-hmm. Um, you're an athletic trainer. Got, you yes. know, interested in teaching. But there, you, there's no like major for that. Major in biology. And learn about sports medicine, get more specific. Um, but you'd have to have, you know, certification in teaching in order for that biology route to happen. Um, so there's lots of things. So think about that. Like you may have an impactful teacher who wants to, you know, it's like, oh, you know, when I get to school, I want to major in uh, like food nutrition because mm-hmm. I really like my food nutrition teacher. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not necessarily how that works. So you could go to, they have nutrition majors. Right. And so you're going to have nutrition majors. Okay. I think South Carolina State got a nutrition 
type major. Consumer science. In in the family consumer sciences deal. Mm -hmm. Well, that's not allowing you to be that teacher. Mm -hmm. So there's different things. You still have to get, you know, certifications and all those different things. And so that's where the conversation is starting to happen. We're in August and September. This is when you want to start playing with those majors and making sure those things happen and, you know, taking advantage of the experiences. Um, any opportunity like on Common App to click and click and click and read and do your research is going to be valuable. Um, internal scholarships, make sure you got your calendar loaded up. Yes, yes. You know, there's something to do every week. Every week. Every, I'm saying that, y'all. Every week. <laughs> <laughs> there's and you still week. have to find time to schedule, you know, other things. Um, you know, we have a lot of um, parents whose um, children pay, play a sport. Right. Jordan plays a sport. They had two matches this week. Um, and practice um so again you know we had to figure out that time right you know when she could come in I think honestly realistically there was maybe one day this week that and I think it was Wednesday because they had an open day right and I'm like okay after school you don't have to work you know so at least work on the list of things that you have to do you know so again that's why you start early and then you don't have to rush right um to complete everything at the last minute so yeah. keep yeah keep that in mind. The calendar is very important. Yes, um, it cause will cause you less stress, but mm-hmm. it, again, it still can be overwhelming for anybody. So as you're going through and, and navigating that process, just remember that it pays off in the end. Mm-hmm. We hope to have some people to share with you in weeks to come about their experience and getting some perspectives. And if there's anything you can always add, um, we encourage, um, you know conversations Mm -hmm. i think i know that pay scholarship academy um facebook page always has people helping each other out and it's a community of people going through the same kind of things people who've experienced things already um you know i i feel like it's a great way to get information even if you are not sure you know miss impose things and things to think about right so we always get a lot of communication when the bill comes (laughs) you know we always it's slow at the beginning and right, so it is. So you know, I think most kids are in school now, so the the messages have slowed down. Right. But I still know now. Got to do it again. Yep. You know, for the next group, and they're not picking up. They're not asking those questions right now. So I did notice that. No, yeah. I'll be back. Yeah. <laughs> um, but what we always say, you know, here on Scalls and Dollars, we are doing the research we can, and we're trying to share as much information with you and ask questions where needed. Um, you know, we talk about scholarships all the time. I had a question in my inbox about loans. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted to share just a second before we head out of here, um, you know, for loans. There are some loans that make sense, right? So mm-hmm. if you, when you graduate, like I mentioned nursing earlier, when you graduate from your undergrad, you will be a nurse, right? Mm-hmm. So if you get out of your four-year program, get that BSN, get that registered nurse, pass your NCLEX, you're a nurse, okay? When you graduate from college and you have a psychology degree, you're not a psychologist yet. So it's important to think about where you want to be. Like when you graduate um, with a four or five year degree in engineering, you are an engineer at that point. And I'm saying with like architecture, right? But, you know, when we choose and we're looking at majors and we're thinking about, okay, what should I major in? I really want to help people. I get this all the time. I want to help people. I want to help people. I want to help people. Well, there's several ways to help people. And there's not, but there are not several ways to be able to pay off those loans, right? So if you want to help people, you could teach for four or five years. Um commit to some of those tuition grant and loan programs to get that paid off that's a reasonable loan right um, but it doesn't make sense to go off to you know seven six seven states away take out a bunch of loans and then still not and still be required to come back and get 
a master's degree and still need more loans. And so what we're trying to use is, you know, like things that make sense. So you're going to go to Clemson, be an engineer. Okay, you have to take out $10,000 a year. When you get out, you're going to be an engineer. You're going to put yourself in a situation to to make money. Um, and, of course, you always want to choose the loans that don't have as much interest. Um, so you get subsidized versus unsubsidized. Mm-hmm. Um, you want the ones without the loans, and that's the subsidized loans. So that doesn't have the um, interest on there. You want to, you can pay it back, but you want to have those opportunities. So, you know, helping people, social work is a reasonable major. I always tell people who ask me if I knew that I would be doing what I'm doing now, I might have saved money getting a, a bachelor's in social work because I would have come out being a social worker. Mm-hmm. Then I would have been helping people. And then that would have, you know, you know, been a different, you know, outlook for me coming out of undergrad. Um, but of course, 20 years ago, I didn't know this is what I'd be doing. So <laughs> it's fine. I'm not complaining. I love my journey through um, college admissions, but I will say that just having some of the conversations I'm having right now, first generation students, students who are like, oh, I hate school. I just know I have to go get go to college. My mom's making me go to college. Look at majors that are going to give you a career when you graduate right. so you can turn around and, and take care of some of those things. Um, you know, in terms of loans, it happens. You know, Skulls and Dolls is not just about those big ticket scholarships. We talk about local and, you know, regional scholarships and national scholarships. But we're also talking about, you know, just the best bang for your book when mm-hmm. it, in terms of choosing a college. Mm-hmm. Um, lastly, the loan people got some good news. Oh, they did. Yeah, uh, I saw it all <laughs> over social media. Um, loan forgiveness. Yes. Um, you know. 10000 for um, most students. Uh, but if you were Pell eligible. Right. Um, you get twenty. Um, so, I don't know. Mixed reviews, I think, from people right. on yeah. social media. <laughs> yes. wasn't really sure, but I'm like, oh, okay. I, I'm not a hater. I yeah, think, no, hey, you know. Not he, at all. Yeah, I mean, people have taken and used money. Yeah. The whole PPP loan thing mm-hmm. came out. I mean, people have gotten money for a lot less than an education. Yeah. So, you know, right. I, I'm happy, you know, for people who that's going to help out. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean keep taking out more and more loans. Right. It just, you know, it should and what we hope in terms mm-hmm. of what we do every day is hope that just has people start thinking about things for their children mm-hmm. and then going forward because um there was that window of time where you know you had to go to we felt like i know 20 years ago it's like if you don't go to four-year college and you're going to be right um you won't have a job well right. we know that to not be true right exactly. there's several ways to do that so oh, yes that goes into what we talked about earlier and hopefully mm-hmm. you know um just that will start more conversations with parents and then children and then children and staff and counselors and those things. Any final no. thoughts? Um, just parents, uh, have a great week. Uh, we love the feedback. I think Jaren has been receiving <laughs> yeah. feedback um, about the show. Um, yes, we got others. some. Yeah, so yeah. please, 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 you know, um, things that you like, don't like, it's okay. Mm-hmm. We. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> we're both counselors, yes. too. So that's okay. And we want to make sure that we're able to provide what we can. Um, the scholarships. You know, I've been for everybody that have been posted on Pay Scholarship Academy that you can read and Google and look and see, you know, who has what right. and what you need for these scholarships. And so we want as much support out there mm-hmm. as possible. Um, you can follow me on future plans underscore. That's future F-U-T-U-R-E-P-L-A-N-Z and underscore on Instagram. Um, and then, of course, my name Uh, Jaren Harrison on Facebook and, you know, continue to message and those things to help us kind of gather what we have. Miss Sam, how can I reach out to you? Uh, Pay Scholarship Academy, uh, Facebook and Instagram. You can 
reach us there all the time and you can send us messages there. And usually if it's not, you know, during the school day, sometimes <laughs> I can answer back. <laughs> Some people don't understand that I also work full time as a high school counselor. Well, if everybody listens to the show. Yes. Then we don't have to work. <laughs> So you tell a friend to tell a friend. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> but please tell a friend. Yes. <laughs> Indeed. Listen. Well, thank you so much for listening to Skulls and Dollars with H&M. You can catch us anywhere you listen to podcasts. And we'll see you next time. <laughs>